lenses because you're wearing shades in the club. Let's talk about that for a second. What's the problem? No, no, no problem for you necessarily. What I will say is this. You talked about being the woman at the end of the night, right? The guys are like, hey, man, you looking fine. I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I've been looking at you, like, for the past four hours and, like, hey, what's up? There's just, there's just a lot of absolute nonsense. These Jewish people do go sit in these camps. I'm going to kill you and your family. Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. My name is Earl Lonnie Hooks. A very, very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. And please do not forget to follow us at ALW Pod on Instagram. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. Today we have, let me try this again. Do you get it? Do people get it wrong all the time? All the time. See, see, now I'm overthinking it. Ayeli. Yes. Hey, <laughs> Ayeli. Okay, Ayeli. cool, cool. I knew that there was going to be a point in time where that needed to happen because we met through text message mm-hmm. and that name came through. And shout out to Rachel, Rachel Sneed, by the you, way. Rachel. Yeah, shout out to you. We, we all love you. Everyone that ever meets you, I'm certain, <laughs> loves you. And, uh, and so she sent your name through and I was like, damn, how do you say that? Mm-hmm. But I knew we were going to get to this point, and I'm super grateful that you came here. I'm excited. On various... You know what's really already fascinating about you? What's that? Is that... I believe you. If you say that you're excited, I believe you. That's dangerous. I know, but I don't... I don't think you're a liar. I know that that's weird, because I just met you. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that you would care to. I don't think that you... You give off like a, this is who I am. Like you give off a, this is, you have to take me this way. And I don't got you looking in my eyes and saying, I'm excited to be here. If you're, <laughs> if you're just not, like, I don't think that you would feel the need to go to that length. I think we all are secretly living in a delusion. Okay. You know, okay. I don't know how I come off. I don't really know myself that well. Mm. Um, but I'm here and I was going to cancel too. I was gonna you were going to cancel? Okay. So let's start there. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I... I feel like I don't have self-control when it comes to my words. <laughs> and okay. I may say a few things that might bite me in the butt in like a few years. You think so? Well, again, again, like I said, I don't know myself. So especially at 22, I can't imagine being 30 and then looking (laughs) back at the wisdom I thought I had at 22 and having people perceive me or making judgment towards me based on something that I said like years ago. So that's Um, been my fear. And that's why I've deleted. Well, there's there's other reasons why I deleted social media, but there's no way of perceiving me unless you are with me. Deleted all social media. What did you have before? I had Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. Um, I had TikTok, and I I posted a video, um, and it was a stupid video, and it it went it didn't go viral, but it it did pretty good, and um, so I deleted that, but then I made a, like a random account because I I love African dances and I would love to watch them on TikTok. Oh, okay. So you just want to watch. You don't want to post anything. No. As far as posting, I haven't posted anything in like 
a while. Do you do African dances? Um, I'm only I only know how to you know sway left and right. You know. Okay. I only know a little some some you know how to, how to sway left and right. Just sway left and right. Just pretend you know that I know what I'm doing. Okay. I know how to fake it. Okay. But when we go technical, yeah, that's when you start to realize like maybe she's not. But you have rhythm. I can follow the beat. You can follow the beat. With when my, you hear music, does it make you want to move? It depends on the. I need to hear the beat. Like the percussion, you need some drums, some bass. Do you do you listen to lyrics or the beat? Because I don't even li- I don't listen to lyrics. Really. No, I don't. And it'll be so crazy because recently, well, last year, we were listening, me and my friend, we were listening to Umbrella by Rihanna. And Umbrella, I love that song mainly because of the beat. But, da 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 da. Yeah. Da 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 da. And she was like, um, when Rihanna was singing, what was that? Let the rain down. Or she was like, "Come, come and to me." And I was, I was just singing, and she was like, "Do you know what that means?" And I'm like, "What, 21?" I was like, "No." She's like, and she was like, "Say it slower." And I'm like, "Wow, the whole time." Yeah, for I was sure. singing that. Na- I mean, it's nasty. Yeah, it's first of all, it's Rihanna. What it, is that? What is what does that mean when it, you say it's Rihanna? What Rih- stronghold does Rihanna have on you? On no, no. Rihanna has a stronghold on nastiness. Is that so? Are you attracted to Rihanna? Yes. What makes her attractive? It seems as though because I don't know this person. It, but I mean, yeah, you don't know her, so it's w- your judgment, right? Has to exactly. Be physically. Um. Okay. Yes. Th- there are physical aspects to it. And body language is a lot of it. Yeah. So sometimes you just see people and they walk through a room differently than the other people in the room. And there's a certain sense of confidence that happens when they do that. Why does that attract you? Isn't that dangerous, though? Someone that's able to influence people without saying much? Yeah, for sure. But you're attracted to that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that I think that we're constantly influenced. And if you try to tell yourself that you are not an impressionable person, it's probably because you haven't had people point out to you the ways in which the world has impressed upon you mm-hmm. and your being. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, sometimes it is dangerous. That's why so many people are in dangerous situations when it comes to trying to proposition someone mm-hmm. or they're going after someone they have no business going after. There, there are people that will tell you, I'm not good. You should run away from me. Mm-hmm. And people can't break that tie because of whatever it is this person has. We could just kind of use the summation of everything you could think of and call it charisma. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like someone's energy, their vibe, their their essence, whatever that is to you, mm-hmm. which is usually just, a, again, just a you know, amalgam of all these things that we're reading from them, their body language, their tone, what words are they using, all this sort all this what do they talk about? How do mm. they talk about it? Like you just said, uh as as Bella did on the last episode, that I seem to hold a lot of weight in my words. And then it even this question popped into your mind. I wonder if because he's thinking so much about his words 
is he being betrayed by his you know his body language does he just allow that and as i told you i hope like i have nothing to if someone says you know earl you moved like this and it kind of showed me that you know you're exhibiting these qualities i'd be like oh that's cool tell me more about it like Mm. i i I wouldn't be like oh no you see me Mm. yeah no i I do a podcast Mm mm-hmm you know, there's only but so much hiding you can do when you talk to people for an hour and a half to three hours long mm. for now 135 episodes, right? Mm. Like, people are going to catch on. Like, they're going to tell when you're when you're kind of bullshitting or whatever that stuff is. You can't really hide for too long. Okay. I have a couple questions do for it. you. Do it. The first question is, um, I actually have three questions. So, with everybody that I meet, I like to ask them, um, Give me three, no, give me two negative qualities about yourself and one positive. That's the first question. Okay. Um, Negative. I have worked diligently on patience and I am not, I am not where I want to be. When did you realize that you not having patience was a problem? Um, Probably around the era in which everyone started fighting on Twitter, 2020 like era when there was just, just online battles and not to say that that stopped, but Mm -hmm. it was definitely at a certain, it was like a scary height. There was a lot of stuff going on. Um, and wanting to speak with people about things, but feeling as though level of levels of understanding about things were, were lacking and people not being able to tap into the very simple option of, hey, I don't know this thing. I don't know any information here. Um, and so when I would be presented with people's, with well, other people's lack of patience or understanding, but also at the same time, they're simultaneously, their perceived sense of understanding about said thing Mm -hmm. right so now at this point we're calling them a charlatan like i don't know much but i'm gonna act like i do i'm gonna talk Mm -hmm. to you like i do and i'm also at the same time going to speak in sweeping motion Mm -hmm. about a whole demographic of people Mm -hmm. right which i talk about all the time where it could be you know fucking you know, black people are stupid and they don't, they can't think about things objectively and they're all in their, their hearts and in their emotions. They don't, they don't know how to step outside of that and pick things apart. It's, oh, all white people are racist and they want to hold all, everyone else down and, or it's, you know, oh, you vote liberal. Well, then you're probably just a super crazy fascist type or you're, you know, so when people would have, this very unsophisticated type of conversation, I found myself at that time losing patience. But do you think that people are fully honest online? Because oh, I I'm sorry, like, I wasn't online. Okay, you said I was it been, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at this time, while this was happening, okay, I was removed because I've always been removed from like social media in that way. I've never clicking on there trying to have trying to hash out ideas. Like that's, I think that that's a terrible way to go about doing it. I think it's, I think it's dishonest. Mm-hmm. One, I think it's unhealthy. I don't think it, I don't think anything comes from that. I don't think people go to those platforms to really try to understand a view. Right. And come to some sort of common ground. I, I, I don't I don't think that that's the case at all. Mm. Um, 
But I also think that we have an issue in America, and this is something Bella and I talked about, with having conversation. I just went out for some drinks and burgers and stuff like that with like a couple of guys from Croatia and one from Montenegro, which is another Balkan province. These are your friends? They are now. Yeah. So you went to a bar by yourself and you met these people? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, we planned to go out. Okay. So that, yeah, so like I know them loosely, mm-hmm. but you know, we had an awesome time, probably spent like five hours together just chatting, having a good time. And one of the most remarkable things that I came out of that experience with was the fact that I don't remember the last time I sat down with a group of people and no matter, shut up, no matter, what was being talked about in the different viewpoints that were presented, there was, I mean, not even an ounce of like angst, you know, or resentment. It was literally just someone speaking. Yeah, you know, I, you know, over there, weed isn't legal, but a ton of people smoke it. I smoke it. This is why I do it. This is what I don't like about it. I feel like it makes me lazy, but it also makes me happy. So these people are sharing these ideas. And then there's another one right across and he's like, yeah, man, I hate drugs, man. Like, I I really I'm really against them. I don't like them at all. And at no point did anyone feel like it was time for them to to sort of galvanize the troops and stand up for what they believed in. Like, they just listened to what the other person had to say and just understood that. And that was that was really it. Like they just spoke about the nuances of what they felt. But but I never no one ever felt the need to change anyone else's mind about anything or bring them over to their side. Like we all just had a good time. So there was never a war of ideas. It was it was just hanging out amongst people that felt like the other people at the table were good, solid people to hang around. Like it, it, it was it was so interesting because I've been very fascinated by people's proclivity to be sucked in by ideologies and feel attacked when an idea is critiqued. I find that to be very, very fascinating how why how much people absorb ideas into their being. I mean, I can. I could be the devil's advocate. Do it. And we are only, in this world, we only are given one mind. And what we believe is what our reality is. Mm. So when you meet someone with a different perspective on life, the same life that you guys are given, it, it just kind of, I think people get angry because they are faced with the, the statement of like, maybe what I believe in isn't the full truth. Maybe mm-hmm. um, I'm not right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hard to digest when you believe something for so long or you have these strong emotions and everyone around you is not is not seeing that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not excusing like bad behavior. I don't think anybody should fight because they believe in like different things. But I do think like throughout our lives, we are challenged with our beliefs. And um, I guess the part of adulthood or to be an adult is to realize that you don't know everything and that's okay. I agree. 
you had two more questions. I, I don't want to bombard you with too much before you get to those. If you, because I really want you to mm-hmm. get those out if you want to get them out. Um, my other question is, um, what influences your personality? Hmm. What influences my personality? Um, I would say the people that I choose to surround myself with. Probably everything. Probably everything that I that I choose to allow to have proper, frequent, heavy space in my life. So the music, to some degree, the art, the you know, the books that I read. Um, well, describe your personality. Describe it. Yeah. I would say open. I would say playful. I would say thoughtful. Um, extroverted, certainly with with introverted tendencies. What about a negative stuff, negative aspect of your personality? Well, you think all personalities are good? What about the negative stuff? You like to list... Which is good. It's mm. good that you can list the good stuff, mm. but there's no, we all have no, flaws. I, no, no, <laughs> no, I think that those are also bad. I think that they're also bad. I think that because yeah, my mind is open, but there have been times. It's funny. The listeners will know. Can't go anywhere without mentioning J. Cole or Kendrick. <laughs> uh, Kendrick had a line. He said, "Sometimes I'm afraid of my open mind." Well. I I I think that there's a there's a certain uh openness that you can get to where it feels like maybe I should I should retreat a bit. Well, I think it's more of the motive of your openness. Mm-hmm. Like there was a time where I desperately wanted friends, so I opened up to everyone in hopes that they find something in me mm. to continue or to build a friendship with me. Okay. And then there was some openness where it's like, I'm just giving you some wisdom I've learned through my life and I don't really care like what they think of me or what the response is. Um, so what is your reason? And that was, that was my third question. Why are you so deep? Oh shit, that's a wild question. Why am I so I don't know if I damn that's that's wild to call myself deep. Um, but I guess the summation of the things that I say end up meaning that. Um well because because deep is is deep. So it's like how deep do you want to go? Like the oceans can be a beautiful place. You go deep enough into that motherfucker, it may not be so beautiful anymore. Like, there may be some things. So, if you open your mind past, far past what we have deemed correct socially, um, I think that a lot of beauty can be found there. I think that in the darkest places, that's where treasure lies. All right, that's what stories tell us all the time, going down into like the, the belly of the beast, going down into the crypts, right? And then the, the hero finds a, a treasure chest of gold or something to bring back to the village to help everybody out. So there's, there's something 
profoundly deep about going into the depths because there is beauty there, but there's also a lot of what you don't want to see there. Because once you open your mind past, again, our man-made morals, and you start asking yourself questions such as, well, why do we believe this? Why is that? And a lot of people can't, can't or won't take their mind there. But if for any reason it's psychedelic drugs or you just are in a meditative state or you're just a deep thinker, whatever the case is, and you decide you're going to keep digging, you're going to keep digging and find out just exactly who you are on every level you can possibly excavate towards. It gets deep because you realize that you have a proclivity for everything that every evil person has ever had on the planet. Like, like you could be that, right? Every, every Nazi soldier wasn't just like a, a raging psychopath, Mm -hmm. but they were put in certain situations where it's like, well, what would you do? What would you do if I told you if you don't pick up this gun and go over there and tell these Jewish people to go sit in these camps, I'm going to kill you and your family. It gets a little weird. So you just you start to open your mind to just how deep you can be And that really at the end of it. You have to train yourself and you have to condition yourself to move on the other side of the spectrum, like Mm -hmm. further away from that. Because if you're lost, you have no guidance, you you don't know what it is you're doing here, you haven't been given anything to ground you or anchor you to something deep and what's true to you, you could very easily just go be the villain. Like, why? Why? what would be stopping you necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the one answer of the open mind. Like, it, it, I do a pretty good job with managing it. Um, but I definitely could have seen times in my life where I could have gotten off the carousel for sure. I could have gotten off because to some degree I am right. I could have easily been a villain. I could have easily been a villain because I was a villain for a long time. What is a villain? I was not a pleasant person to be around. I didn't treat people the way that I should have. And um, you're being really vague and like uh, oh i mean well, well okay yeah you're right because you're new here mm-hmm. um let's see where to start i guess the worst thing would just be the way i treated women that would that that's probably somewhere around the worst right like serial cheater um you know just didn't say nice things didn't take people seriously didn't care about people's words at all, or like where they were coming from. Like, I just had a motive. Like, I want to have sex with you. So I'm going to find that way out. Like, I'm going to find, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to put my mind towards this thing. And I put my mind towards it, right? So like, that was my goal. And so... Your goal was to have sex with as many women or just... Yeah, for sure. Does that make you feel more like a man? Why? At the time? Yeah. Um, at the time, not more of a, kind of, there's a bit of it. More of a man, more so because other men look up to that guy, mm-hmm. right? For some reason, we see people that have like, you know, they have a level of attraction for whatever the reason may be or myriad of reasons it may be. And you you, you look and you're like, it's like a pride of lions. You're just like, hmm, why him? 
Hmm, I wonder what, like, let me look at what he's got. Is he funny? Is he, do they just find him physically attractive? Like, is there something I can learn here? At least that's the way I look at the world. Like, what can I learn from this situation? Like, what observations can I make? And so, yeah, there was something in that because there's clearly this uprising of support, right? From, from, men. from men, right? It's just like, oh, damn, this motherfucker Earl out here. He, he getting it. You know what I mean? So we all stupid together. Um, so that, you know, that ain't no good. So it's the blind leading the blind at that point. Um, and then just as far as I went, I was trying to trying to fill a whole other void. It wasn't about being a man. It was just about feeling felt and seen and understood. Like, that's the only way I could. I was emotionally bankrupt. Yeah, I was definitely emotionally bankrupt. I had a big heart, but I didn't know how to harness it. I didn't know what to do with it. I, I tried to get away from it. Like, I, I thought that you know, loving and caring tenderly, attentively was like some, some bullshit. Like, eh, like that looks corny as fuck. Like that's, that's not tight. What I'm doing is tight. You know what I mean? Do you think, um, having sex with a lot of people, was that harmful for you? Or do, do you think it's harmful at all? Nah, I'm fine with it. The only thing, and this is when my life changed because you know, I was an asshole, and then around age 22, I I changed. So after that, I just stopped lying, and that was really the part that I needed to get out. People that have sex, I don't, I don't. That's fine with me. I didn't like the lying part. Like there was no, there was no point of me having to lie to these people. I could just tell them what it is I wanted, which is really all they ever asked. Like, what do you want? Like, just tell me the truth. We, maybe we can have that. Maybe we can't. Whatever the case is. Maybe I'm just not for you. Maybe the next person is for you. So, yeah, there was just no point in me lying. It was just, it was so stupid. Like, when you look back, like you said, looking back at 30, thinking about the wisdom you had, the wisdom that you had at 20, 20. I was a fucking idiot. I was so stupid. I was so stupid. And I hope to say that about myself now when I'm 40. Mm-hmm. Like, man, 31-year-old Earl was fucking stupid. I hope so. I think I think that's the case already, though. I think I can see it. I think I'm an idiot. But, um, you know, yeah, I think that's definitely the case. That's definitely the case. But, I, you know, I like to enjoy myself and I treat people much nicer these days. And so when you're talk, asking me this question off the pod before we recorded of do I know myself? Do I know how people perceive me? Yes, I think th- I think that I do a lot of it doing this podcast has helped a whole lot because just quick, which you already know all this information. I had an ex-girlfriend. This was definitely during my asshole years, but there was something deep in me that she saw, right? Some sort of light that she saw. And so, you know, there was no scorn there. And years later, she began listening to the podcast and she enjoyed it. She came on the podcast Everything was cool. And then she brought her friend, Rachel, right? And then Rachel came on and she was very cool and she enjoyed it. And then now you are here. And this is just one iteration of this. But there have been various people that come and then they bring their friend. And so one way that I can, one metric I can use for how people perceive me and who I am is the level of solidity 
that has come to this podcast and come to me just in general on and off the podcast through just a networking of awesome, pleasant, beautiful human beings. So that's that's one metric is life is showing me that I'm on the right path. Yeah. Yeah. Life life is showing me that because I have nothing but beautiful people that call me and text me and come on the podcast and, you know, they love to be around me and I love to be around them. And so, and, and I feel great, healthy, you know, my mind's in a great place. I, I feel, I feel the best I've ever felt my entire life right now, this moment, you're seeing the best version of Earl that's ever lived right now. So yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. So, so yeah, that's, that's one, that's one way of, um, of measuring, of gauging exactly who I am and how people perceive me. Yeah. Cause I don't spend too much time thinking about it, like how people perceive me. I just go through life. And then every once in a while, someone will say something that like makes me bashful. (laughs) They'll say something like, you know, like, do you ever think about who listens to your podcast and what, sort of change you may have made in someone's life or some sort of impact. And I'm like, no, no, I don't think about that. I, I just, no, I just have a conversation with someone. And then, and then I, and then I stop the recording and I send it to my friend Mikey and he does it and it comes out and I'll listen to it back and I'll be like, man, this is really cool. But no, I don't think about me impacting people. Absolutely not. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely not something I, I think about, but I think that that also goes hand in hand with like who I am and how I'm perceived is the fact that I'm not thinking about it that I think is another attractive quality because if I was you'd be able to see it and I think that that's weird I don't need any more confidence I don't I I need to regulate and manage the the input that I get from other people, the positive input. I, I, I don't, I don't need much. I, I'm very thankful anytime anyone says something nice to me, you know, but Hey, let's talk about something nice about you. <laughs> like, let's just, let's go to you. Let's talk about how beautiful you are. Let's talk about how, how open, you know, you are for even coming here, even though you were about to cancel on me. <laughs> right. And let's talk about that type of thing. Yeah. I, Again, I was I was scared of what I may say. I had such a weird week. Like this week didn't feel like a week, or it didn't feel like I existed for <laughs> this mm. week. Like I was really in this cloudy, foggy place where, like, I set my alarm for six, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, it's six already!" It just didn't feel real. Do you? intoxicate yourself regularly intoxicate yeah um with toxicants whether it be alcohol drugs like we like do you okay all right all right you know what scratch that question it's fine no need to get back on that um i'm thinking about this fogginess and i'm wondering is it foggy for fog inducing type of reasons or is it foggy because we just haven't quite cleared the cobwebs I think um, I do a good job at pretending. If I don't open my bank account, <laughs> if I don't open the app, I would literally, I would literally forget my bills. Like 
if I'm not, if I, it's, I don't know why it's like, if it's not in my mind, then I'm not gonna focus on it. So I've been at this time of my life, I, I got to make a lot of like huge decisions that can change everything. And I don't want to think about it right now. I want to be 22. Mm. I want to party. <laughs> I want to be with my well, friends. I, well, I guess that answered the previous question. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I... But that, that's, an, that's another thing. Like, I started drinking um, in, at 20. Okay. So, I'm two years into it and I didn't um I'm not really I don't drink by myself I don't really it's not something that I would like pick up to drink Mm. but in a group setting I hate feeling I hate being the almost sober one like I just I hate because I I just I can't it's hard for me to watch people like not give a fuck about anything. <laughs> so you have to get on the level of not giving a fuck about anything. I need anything. to get I need to like get on that level so I can dance around and mm. have fun. Uh, but if I'm sober like I'm I'm thinking about life. <laughs> watching people watching drunk people dance and like hook up with each other. I'm I, I'm looking at life and I'm like is this what you want? Is this how you would like to live in your thirties? Is this something that um, that defines you? Like what? Like why do you do this for fun? Right. This, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I think I mean. Have you come up with any answers? Other than I genuinely love people, okay. and I want to be around people, and. The bar or the club is, I find it a place where you can go up to someone and it's not stranger danger. Okay. You know, because we're, we're stuck here. <laughs> I mean, right. we're not stuck, but we, we're we in the same location. We're dancing and we're not, we're, we're drunk. Yeah. So it's not, it's like, hi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but I, I, I don't know. I, again, okay, I went to the club for the first time. Um, this past April. Hmm. So I haven't done the whole club thing for a while. And every time I've left, it's like, I don't know. I, I feel more lonely when I leave the club. Oh, when you, Oh, when you're there and then you leave, then you feel yeah, lonely. Yeah. Like I, cause it's like, I don't know. It's it. what did I, what did I gain? Hmm. What did I gain? And some people, you know, they make really great friends, but I have, I've yet to met like good quality friendships coming from <laughs> people you've met at the club or a bar. Granted, I only spent 22 years on earth, so I haven't mm. talked to everyone yet, mm. but I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out if I'm doing it, if I'm going because I, love music and dancing because that's how that's the reasoning i give myself you mean swaying from left to right (laughs) you know just left my left and right movement but um i don't know yet and that's what i'm saying like i don't know myself Mm. i'm just trying to see what everybody else is doing and and see if i like it too right um and then again uh, it's friday night 
<laughs> and I'm 22. Where else? <laughs> I mean, else yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a fucking journey, man. Like it just, is a just, journey. just hearing you say that, like even just he, having the wherewithal to say, I don't know myself. Yeah. You know. And it's scary. I, I, w- I could imagine that that would be the case. It, it would it would have been quite some time since I would have said those words myself. So, but yeah, I, I I would imagine. I mean, just it being an external factor, an external body, someone that you don't know, like that could be a little sketchy. You don't quite know, even though again, let's acknowledge that you're here in my house, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it that can be very weird, and it just know that you're going to be with this person, you all the time and you don't know that person that could be like i don't know what this person may do i don't know what they may say which is a little bit of the reason why you almost canceled Mm because you didn't know what you would be liable to come out of your mouth with Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i could imagine i don't think it's weird i think there's beauty in that um that i'm able to learn or not even learn be able to create my own foundation of values and morals that i want to hold because right now I can, I'm developing myself, mm-hmm. like, um, and I don't know if I want to be known as someone that loves to drink wine on a Friday <laughs> evening yeah. or someone that doesn't want to, doesn't do no drugs at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what kind of values I want attached to my identity yet. Because mm-hmm. there's so much options. You could be anything you want. What do you want to be? That's hard for me to figure out. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think it's just a you thing. I think most people are having this issue and they, a lot of people, you know, don't know how to articulate it. I think a lot more people would like to say that they know a lot more about themselves than they actually well, do. Well, I feel like a lot of people have let life identify them. And I kind of want to do that before life. You know, because if you do something over and over again, it becomes a habit. Now you can't change it, even if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-mm. Not for being you. born to this earth, being what chokehold by life. No, I know. I you know, I spoke very very briefly on on emotional regulation, emotional maturity on the last episode, and one of my friends who's also been on the episode. Shout out to Shiffy. He texted me. He was like, "Yeah, man, that shit went hit home because that's something I definitely used to have issues with. Was just like controlling my emotions, especially in high stakes situations, you know." And I'm like, "Yeah, it doesn't feel good to acknowledge if you can acknowledge it that in high stakes situations you are just a puppet to misery and anger and sadness and spite and you know." vengeance like you don't want to you don't want to feel like a puppet to these things mm-hmm. like i i have no control it's just whatever whatever this person says to me they control how i feel like they can make me mad if they want to they can make me sad they can they can be my puppet you know or or the puppeteer you know what i mean like i never i never wanted to feel that way that it was just simply Anybody can make me feel however they want me to, right? Like, that's not a good feeling. So I understand wanting to build your own foundation, you know, just getting away from just being simply reactionary to, you know, the the closest external factors at any given point in time. I mean, it's a journey. I'm still, I still react. I still, I'm sorry. Yeah. I I still say a lot of 
interesting things. But um, <laughs> interesting things. I think honestly, it's it's not even me. I it's for. I think a lot about my future, and mm. um, I really want my future kids to be happy to call, you know, me their mom. And I was like, what qualities or what characteristics do you want your kids to label you as? Or do you want your husband to label you and become that? Mm -hmm. So. What have you come up with so far? Um, hot. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I don't know your, yet. Your, your two children are going to be hanging out with each other, like playing ball. And they're just going to be like, yo, have you ever noticed that like mom is really like, hot? She's like, so pretty. She's super hot. Man. Like, I, just, I was just thinking about that. That's funny. I must with you. No, I, I, I don't know yet. To a, I, to a degree, you're messing with me. How much stock do you give in your physical appearance? I don't know. I okay. no, as in like, I was never called beautiful growing up. Um, okay. I've. W where did you grow up? Here, Manassas. Oh, okay. Ooh, Lord, don't put. <laughs> <laughs> you think they coming for you? <laughs> I mean, you never know these days. I live in Ohio. Ohio. She just, she just thank you for taking the flight to Virginia yeah. just just to do this podcast. Yeah, that's why I almost canceled. Right, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Yeah, I heard there was some turbulence on that deal. flight. Yeah, it was a lot. Thank you though. Yeah. Thank you. Shout out to the pilot that got her here safely. That's funny. I was gonna be no, I oh, never mind. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um I was I I just was never considered pretty. I don't know. I've never. What do you mean you were never? Who are you talking? To? Like who's who's talking to? Okay, did people say you're not pretty, or just people just didn't say anything at all? No, I was called ugly. <laughs> <laughs> no, they made sure. What age? They, what age? This is like middle school to high school. And then I remember when I, when did you grow to look like you do now? I don't know. Do you have photos of the past? I no, I can look at myself and I can be like, "Oh, you look really cute." But the way I was being treated by like people, I was like, "There's no way they find me attractive." Like hmm. even till this day, like with men or when I go to like the bar and stuff, there'll be girls dancing and they'll have guys come up to them i get the guys at the end of the at the end of the night be like oh you fine was fuck i was like how come oh, you never said anything the, the, to me oh the end of the night I the end of saying. the night and i'm sitting i was like i i don't know so hmm. i really i really don't know hmm. and i'm still debating today if <sighs> not that i i think i'm I like I like myself. I like my face, but based on society, like I don't know if I meet their standards. Like you know those those um TikToks where they ask you like rate yourself from one to ten. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that's like a, a I like to daydream. I was like okay, pretend yeah. This, this is when. <laughs> okay, you wait, wait. Okay, I want to ask this you. Is the level of delusion. Rate yourself one to ten. We're talking about physically. Yeah. Ah, fucking. Mm hmm. No, because I actually have a whole rating system. What? Yeah, I used to do this. So, 
This is funny because I don't know if I've ever talked about it on this podcast before. Um, so friends of mine always used to be like, hey, man, what you think she is? Oh, man, she's at eight, man. Oh, what you think? Uh, nah, you got it wrong, bro. She's at nine, right? They're like, really? I think she's a six, to be honest with you. Right? Like that sort of talk. And I'm always like, guys, do you ever think about, like, let's say, let's be superficial. Forget about the deep stuff. Like, we don't need to, let's, because this isn't a deep conversation, really, unless we're going to get deep into the superficial, which we can do. Mm-hmm. 10 would be perfect. Like, that would be Mount Olympus. That would be fucking Hercules, right? Like, level of sexy. And whoever you think that person is, if you're a Beyonce type of person, or maybe you're a Rihanna type, or maybe you're Eva Mendez, maybe you're, there are all these different types of people that, you know, people think are like the apex of beauty. Whoever you think that person is, if you're walking down the street and you say, oh, that person's a nine, then what you're saying is that person is one point away from whoever you think is at the very top in the world, whoever you think that is, which to me, that falls flat. Like I'm like, they're that's, one that's point so, away. They're one, they're one point. So my, so my thing was this, I was like, guys, we have to break down. We have to put together a real system. And the uh-huh. system, and the system is this, if you're talking about averages, zero to 10, five is the average. Yeah. Five is by the way, not a bad looking person. That is the average looking person. You take all the people, the average person, that's a five. Which yeah. isn't bad. That's what mo- that's who most people are dating because that is most people. So it's not an ugly person. But once you get below five, then what you're saying is, well, we have the average people, and then now we're now we're docking points. Mm-hmm. Now we're saying, well, this nose or these lips or this thing, whatever mm-hmm. it is your thing is, is taking away points from them even being an average person. And anything above that, you're saying this these physical attributes are higher than the average human being. Mm. So I think, just to be fair, people should get into the 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 10th place, maybe even the 100th. So when I, so if we're going to play that game, let's, I'd, not, let's I, not play the game. <laughs> I'd say I'm somewhere between a 6.35 and a 7.1, something wow. like that. The reason being because... Not the I, decimals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because again, you got to be a little bit more precise about where we are and, and why not. So the thing is, you asked me that, um, do I think that I'm ugly? Answer is no. Do I think that I'm at least the average human being physical? Yeah. Um, Why do you think society cares about your attractiveness or your beauty? I think it's deeply evolutionary. You think it's evolutionary? I, I, to some degree. Because some of the things that we find attractive, like maybe, you know, certain people want a, like a big strong man or something like that. It doesn't have to be, you know, Jason Momoa, like big, mm-hmm. like you don't got to look like The Rock, even though a lot of women love The Rock. Um, it just... There's something about being a protector there. Um, something about being, again, like the pride, the lion pride. Like There's something about being someone on top that, again, can protect, that can call shots, that can give sense of security. And more than now that we're humans, more than just a way of protecting. But, you know, I just want to be I want to make sure that I can, like, be all right. Um, 
you know, very rarely do I see women choose the guy at the bottom of the totem pole in like a friend group. Right. The bottom of the totem pole being that's the guy that maybe gets made fun of more than the rest of the guys isn't seen because we're talking about body language again, isn't seen amongst the men as like a prime figure in that group of friends. We don't necessarily have to come to this person for answers to things. They're just going to come along with us. Right. There's a certain way that you look at them and you give respect throughout your words and your sayings. And so I think that people look at that sort of thing. That's now we're getting into alpha males and beta males and stuff like that. Yeah, no. Um, I think that you can be an alpha male and be in just an evolutionary sense and be kind and considerate at the same time. And I think that a woman would choose the kind, considerate alpha male over the kind, considerate beta male, unless they like to control their significant other. Then in that case, I'll take the beta male. Right. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, I think that people, that's, that's one thing, but once we get past the evolutionary part of it, I think that we have just, we have grown to be this way. I don't think it's that way all over the world because again, body types differ in different parts of the world in the level of demand for different body types exists in the world. I can speak to America a bit more than I can anywhere else. And so I'll say that we've made like a sickening turn somewhere where we overly fetishize over the physical. I like physical. I'm a physical person. I would most certainly choose, as I just said with the beta male, alpha male thing, I would choose a beautiful physically that I found beautiful woman that also had the kind, thoughtful characteristics, right? Over one that was uglier, but also had those things, right? I wouldn't take a super hot chick that was mean and just like angry and hated life. Like I wouldn't take that, but it matters to some degree. Like it, it matters to just look and say, wow, like you're just, you're just beautiful. Like I like to look at you. It's something about, and maybe I can't even explain it. Maybe some of it, a lot of it has to do with like golden ratio and it's, it's simply symmetry and things like that, that I'm, that I'm picking up subconsciously that I, you know, I'm not even aware of, but I'm like, I just look at this thing and you take a double take. You're like, Whoa, I didn't even choose to be attracted to you. You're just, I just find you highly attractive and I can't take that away. I can't etch that out of my mind. So that's just what it I is. I mean, I think, do you think there are things that influences your attractiveness or your uh, people that you are attracted to? Oh yeah. Have you, for sure. Have you dated any black girls? I've any, dated. Yeah. I'm sorry. Correct. Continue. Any dark skinned black girls? Yeah. 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 No, this is a question I have to ask black men because they're. Okay. There's. Let's have the conversation. There's a lot of black men that don't date dark skinned girls. I've met them. I. I've have talks with them. And I. I don't really I think understand. I had a conversation with one like a month ago, actually, about this. And even now, the type of men that approach me are non-black they're either african or white had a spanish guy but no black guys don't approach me mm -hmm. and that's i'm you know i'm just like okay you think it's alarming do you care at all um i think i i take
I start, I, I put it, how do I word this? I start to, um, become more insecure because I start, I think that it's me or it's my dark skin. It's, mm. They don't like me because I'm ugly rather than, um, they have issues. It's me. <laughs> it, 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 uh, it pains me to hear you say those words. And I, and I won't be the only one that feels that way that listens to that. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know why I... Um, why I sometimes look at men to determine my worth. Yeah. What authority do men have to tell me how much I'm worth or how, if I'm worthy at all? Nobody it's a has very that, good question. Nobody has that authority. It's a very good statement. So I'm just, I don't know, I'm learning. Mm. Yeah, it, it takes a long time because what you're going through right now is you have just articulated logically why it makes no sense. Yeah. But it takes time for that to settle into your heart. Yes, because, well, I realize with being pretty comes with privileges. Yes. And... Like, this is horrible to say, but it's like, I want to know if I'm pretty, <laughs> if I can, if I can get those privileges. <laughs> oh, because you can't, like, if a, if someone you don't find attractive is yeah. doing things yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're just like, sit down, yeah. like, sit down, like, calm down. Yeah. I want to know if I'm, if I do those things, nobody's going to be like, sit down, calm down, child, calm down, honey. You're not bad. That is so funny. You're trying to figure out if I can get in on some of these things. No, <laughs> seriously. Right, 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 right. That, if, look, I don't. I think beauty or being attractive is not important until there's something you can get out of it. Mm. Like I want the I want the privileges. <laughs> it will make life a little bit easier. For sure. It would make life so much easier. I want you to get the privileges. Damn it. I know. So yeah. <laughs> I want you to get them. <laughs> No, no, it is. It's it's so horrible to say because nobody wants to admit that there is pretty privilege, or mm. you could be your um your attractiveness can determine how someone treats you. Like it, it's not a fun thing to realize. But from what I've seen in this country, if you look good, if you sound good, you're going to go far. <laughs> You're gonna go. Am I lying? Did I lie? Did I lie? Did I lie? I did it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm being so serious. No, I can tell. I know. We all know. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm just joking. <laughs> no. Nah. nah, you don't get to finish that off with I'm just joking. Nah, nah, nah. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I mean, priv yeah, privileges are there to be had, and you can't use what you don't got, right? So everyone is trying to figure out how to get in on a game, right? Honestly, no, for, for, everything for is so hard to get these days. Like, you have, and even what, as far as careers, with in my experience, it's been through connections, and I realized that I kind of have to put a, put a show or to grab their attention enough for them to come back to me. It's just, it's crazy. And I was like, okay, if I looked any different, 
what or if my voice was if my i can't do the little voice if my voice you, was, was you about to throw something sexy on what were you about to do just now no, go ahead I give trying, us a i was trying to have a, a more deep voice or a masculine or because oh. i feel like i because even my name so my my name i have accents on my e my name is ayella but in the states i realized everybody loves tiffany courtney like sure. they like the the ring of things so i was like oh i'm gonna name myself ayelli they eat it up all the time. That's mm. such a pretty name. I wonder why. Yeah, yeah you yeah. guys like when things look good, sound good. It doesn't have to be good, but well, I mean, now I mean, judging names. I mean, it's not like the last name wasn't good, and this mm-hmm. this you know iteration of the name is better. It's not that, but I understand what you're saying. Some things ring off better to certain people depending upon what you grew up and what the phonetics were that you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's mostly what it is. Cause I have friends that have all sorts of names, and you know, <laughs> like <laughs> my Congolese friends, I was telling you about. They'll. <laughs> I remember when I first started going out to like a Chick Fil A with them or something like that, <laughs> and he, uh, he would just be like, "Listen, man, I'm gonna tell these people my name. Just just don't worry about it." And I was like, "All right." And then we go up there. He'd be like, "Yeah, I'll have a 12 count nugget. Uh, if I could have like a large fry, I'll have a, a milkshake, strawberries, and can I have like a pump of Oreo, like cookies and cream in there too? Uh, can I have a name for the order, Eric?" <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, "Nigga, that is not your name. Your name is Uzima. Your brother's name is Ushindi. No, your like, other brother's name is Guar." I, I think as an immigrant, I had a different perspective on life. Like, my parents have deep african accents and i could see how they get treated differently from people that don't have accents or how if i wear different things the the type of hair i have Mm. like i get treated differently yeah and i'm like okay game on yeah (laughs) yeah i I believe that Uh, a thousand percent yeah i'm gonna figure out how i could be the best version of myself physically Mm. so i can so you can get these privileges yes it sounds so shitty (laughs) so you can get these life coupons yes yeah no when it comes to dating i've always for as long as i can remember which is funny because something didn't hold me back i don't i can't tell you exactly why but i've been attracted to every well not everyone women (laughs) <laughs> but I talked about it on the last one. If I could be attracted to men, I would. Like I just, I just don't. Why? Because I, because I, I wish. Maybe not wish. Maybe wish is strong. But if I just enjoyed people on the merit of their character through and through, then that's that's the type of person that I would want to be. But there is a blockage there, and it's a blockage I'm going to live with, and I'm just fine with living with it because I love women. But, you know, that's in, in a degree, it's like sometimes you hear people say, I'm not attracted to dark-skinned women, or I'm not attracted to whomever, and you wonder why. And maybe they have the same sentiment. If I could, I would. Like, it's not like... I dislike black women or dark skinned black women to be exact, but I, I can't bring myself there for some reason, for whatever reasons, maybe I was indoctrinated by media or my parents or whatever. I don't, I don't even know who to blame it on. I don't think a race of a woman is similar to like, 
liking a whole different like sexuality or a, diff- a whole different sex. Okay. I think that's completely. I don't know. I feel like tell me, tell me, tell me why. Or should I tell you why I think what I think, and then you rebuttal whatever you want to do. It's your, it's your choice. You tell me, then I'll. Okay. Um, it is a, it is a human being, mm-hmm. and if. If you can grant that a very noble stance to take on approaching human beings would be, I care about your character. I care about how you treat people, how you treat me, how you treat yourself, the the substance to what it is you think about and how you manifest your thoughts and ideas. Like if those things mattered most, which you could say is the most important part of a human being. But I'm sorry. But when it comes to race, mm-hmm. um, what does that got to do with their characteristics, like their their qual their behavior? Do you think your race and certain races right. have, are associated with certain behaviors? No, but but that's the whole point I'm saying is that it doesn't. So therefore, I should like you if mm-hmm. you if your character if your characteristics and your qualities are there. Same way, if you were a man, right, and I'm a man. But if you if I was simply going off of your characteristics, your qualities, then I would be just as attracted to you as I would a woman. Only I can't I, I can't bring myself to want to be sexually intimate with a man. Right. So and it has nothing to do with your quality. You could have been the greatest man I've ever met. You could have been the coolest guy Like you got a great relationship with your family and you love people and you're kind and you're nice and you're generous and you're smart and you're funny and you're ambitious and you're a dreamer still. And like you could you can have all these awesome qualities, but I'm still not going to have sex with you. Right. And so a man might be like now I'm not saying that this is just the general consensus amongst homosexual men, but a man could be like damn like you you like me you like me and you like my my qualities more than any woman you've ever met in your life but yet you won't give me a chance i don't know man because this this is also like um like i think i saw a video of this little girl saying like i i love my friend she's this she's that am i a lesbian now mommy like (laughs) and it's like whoa like what happened to platonic like you can you can love someone and not want to have sex with them do you yeah but but i won't have sex with any man it doesn't matter (laughs) that's what i'm saying it's like i can only have platonic friends you're straight but, and that's my point. So we don't have a term for I don't like this type of person, right? Like I don't like Hispanic guys or I don't like Asian men or I don't like dark skinned women. We don't have terms for that. But for some reason or another, our preferences have been shrunken and that person, whatever demographic that is, hasn't made it into that sphere of desire. And I don't know because I'm certain, it, you know, it's differs for everyone because I don't know what the difference or what the deficit is for these men or these women for that matter that don't like these other demographics of people i don't i don't know i'd have to speak with them the the conversations i've had with black men specifically since we're kind of on that towards dark skinned women they're never good like they're never 
they're never logical. Like it never makes any sense. Like they're always like backtracking and going in circles and saying a bunch of nonsensical things. Like it never makes any sense. So they don't know why. And I don't get to know why because they don't know. So they can't tell me. Right. All I know is that as I've grown up, I've just been attracted to women that I find beautiful inside and out. And that's been Afghan women, Moroccan, African, black American, white, Hispanic of all sorts. Like I just like I've just dated everyone because I think that people are beautiful, but it still remains within the realm of women. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, again, I, yeah, I don't I don't know what it is. And I could definitely be wrong in in it being similar or me even liking it, likening it to, you know, the sexes. Although I think I'm on to something, something it, it kind of rings true to me. I haven't had it explained to me, you know, I haven't had it refuted strong enough yet. But I also just started having these thoughts. I just just started unpacking these in my mind. But, yeah, I, I think that it's I think it's quite similar. And I don't think that we know the reasons and I don't think we can find out all the reasons as to why we're attracted to some types of people and, and others. I think that we can uh, confabulate. I think that we can come up with reasons logically in our minds and be unaware of the real reasons that are actually playing in our subconscious. And we I think we more often than not come up with a bunch of different reasons as to why we like certain people and we're not interested in other people. And we don't actually know why. I think the subconscious plays a huge role that people don't take into account because it is by nature the subconscious. Right? So you're not really aware of it. You're not taking it into account. I think there's a whole lot of that going on. And there's a really cool book about that that Mikey sent me a long time ago called How the Subconscious Rules Your Mind, I believe it's called. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool book. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But again, it does pay me to hear you that you, you're trying to like figure out if you're pretty or not because you're pretty. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, and may, that may not mean much like that may not have done anything for you right now. But, you know, yeah, you should get some you should get some of these privileges. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. You should get some of these privileges. Um, I'm on board to get you privileges. I hope so. It's a tough world out there. Whatever has got to happen. But yeah, but yeah, people are constantly trying to figure out how to get in the game. Like, okay, I wasn't given this. So like, what do I, what do I got to do? Like, this is, by the way, when it comes to men, this is how they try to figure out women their whole life. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, I was born and I'm an adult now and I'm fucking five foot five. So now I have to figure out I... how I'm going to combat against these six foot four motherfuckers in the club because they're standing out in the crowd and they're the first thing that you see when women look up is that guy. I'm behind that guy and his friends. So I'm already literally three or four in line. Like I'm third or fourth in line. I don't know. I've never dated a guy solely like based on his um, his physical appearance. Like I've dated guys that I thought were ugly. Well, that is very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said like I don't feel like with men you guys don't have to kind of, you guys don't have to figure out if you meet the standard when it comes to attractiveness like if it's getting the girl, if if it's getting a girl then I don't think that's a huge problem but if you are a girl and you were ugly based on like society standard 
it's harder to date than an ugly man. I think that it, I think that. I'm using these words lightly. No, I understand. Nobody, nobody. We're, 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 yeah, I know. We're throwing around the word ugly okay. flippantly. <laughs> I don't think anybody is ugly, but based on, you think people, I can't, I don't think people are ugly. I just think based on society's standards, you don't meet it. But I, to look at someone physically, physically, physically speaking, to look at someone and just think they're ugly, I don't. I it's really hard yeah, for yeah. me to do that. You, you, you look. You looked at someone. You thought they were ugly. Like you made. You had that thought. Like, dang, you're ugly. No, but but we're using. Okay, so you're using the word ugly, but for someone in that person's position, which is kind of to a degree. Okay, imagine your position in life where you've been trying to figure out whether you're pretty or not in this world. Mm-hmm. And you're a pretty person. So imagine someone that, for the sake of the superficial game, mm-hmm. are three points below you. Mm-hmm. Three whole points. Mm-hmm. Meaning if you're a six or a seven or an eight, there are five or four mm-hmm. or three. Like, so then they are every day presented with the idea of i i think i'm an ugly person which is the incel community the involuntary celibates Mm -hmm. there are a bunch of guys mostly guys that are angry with women it's a whole there's a whole community of guys out there Mm -hmm. that hate women and also hate good looking guys Mm -hmm. and they they vow to just fucking hate women and there have been mass shootings because of it There's just been a whole lot of disrespectful rhetoric online in regards to women because of it. So there are certainly men that feel, you know, marginalized because of their unattractiveness like that. that, That's a real, real deal thing. And I've known I've known guys. I've been friends with guys that just have the hardest time in the world with with women and they're nice do guys they they're nice to the girls do they approach the girl oh yeah they'll approach they'll approach but it, but it, but we're all the things that need to be there you what you what we need to have a real conversation is and you've already started it is the beauty privilege thing and it does go on both sides it may not be as heavy but there's something there's something on the guy's side too. It's not like you can't just be any old guy and think that any old woman is just going to deal with you because women for the most part I think have a larger pick of the litter than men do. And you have to start thinking, well what do I bring to the table? So now you're stacking up your contributions. Like do you make decent money? I hope so. <laughs> if you're also five foot five and women don't necessarily find you, really you that think attractive girls look at all of that i don't think that i don't think that they go home and like open up a book and write in their ledgers about it and like take notes but i think that women are extremely perceptive intuitive beings hence the phrase women's intuition and they look at things and they calculate things very quickly if they're attracted to men if they want to spend more time around this guy or not if they feel a creepy vibe or not, whatever the vibe is, which again is the summation of all the things I'm reading from you, tonally, body language, all that sort of stuff. So non-verbally, I guess I should just say. And yeah, so I, I think that women definitely look at that. I mean, I've had, I, I love speaking with women, by the way. And I've had them tell me this. 
Over and over and over. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that maybe you're dealing with a much, you know, broader and non physically judgmental lens. Um, and because I don't know how many people you talk to about this subject and how broad that pool of people is. But I think that you're working with inside your lens, your perspective, and maybe you're just a bit nicer and, and kinder of, of a person. And just a bit more liberal on who you allow to proposition you. I'm so kind for dating a guy that's 5'5". Five five. Yeah. So kind. Yeah, and again, this is, <laughs> this is no shade to guys that are 5'5". Five five. It's just there are just certain things that women are like, man, I really hope he's tall. Or like, I really hope that he's got a fucking car or he's got some money or that he's, you know, it doesn't hurt that he's got a chiseled face and that he exercises a few times a week. Like, these things don't hurt. You know, it doesn't have to be the end all be all, but it certainly don't hurt. And so that's that's all that is. But yeah, I, mean, I just there's so many things that go inside of what like whether you want to date someone or how much time you want to invest in them. Yeah, that's I haven't had like a grown woman relationship yet. So and I, I, I think right now in my life, I don't want a relationship, but I want attention. <laughs> so okay. It's like. <laughs> I don't know. I. What sort of attention are you looking for? Like, how do you want it to manifest? Like, um. Are you into gentlemen or do you like assholes? Let's start there. Honestly. I like gentlemen. Okay. Yeah. All right. Attention as in, like, if I'm dancing, then come dance with me or. Okay. Um. I don't know, just... Come well, dance with me or come and ask me if you would... I would... I would like to dance. Because I'm in the corner. Most of the... I mean, I'm not in the corner. I like to be, like, more in the middle. And then sometimes I have my sunglasses on or I have my eyes closed. And I'm just, like... Oh, you got your sunglasses on in the club? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am that... Oh. <laughs> okay. And I, I'm dancing. Like, if a guy was just... I don't know, grabbed my hand and just started dancing with me. Like that's that's hot. I like that. Okay. Rather than him, I had oh, I had guys I had a few guys ask me, can can what? can we can we dance or something? And it kind of ruined the vibes. It's a weird playing field out here because I see what you're saying and I I appreciate what you're saying. Do you understand how much trouble men have been getting in for the last few years for doing anything that risky? I didn't say risky? grab grab my ass. Whoa, 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 I didn't whoa, say whoa, grab whoa, my hold ass. On, hold on, hold on. Okay, but <laughs> guys get in trouble at the club because they be grabbing other things but your hands. Oh, but uh, but even if but even if it's not your ass, let's get away from that part of the anatomy <laughs> for a second. Let's focus on your hand. A lot of men are super uncomfortable just walking up and grabbing. Now, you maybe you've learned something else, right? You say that you've learned, I guess, maybe from your parents, just your lineage for the most part to be more of a submissive, correct? Yeah. Right. A lot of people here are not down with, yo, come grab my hand and walk me <laughs> out to the middle of the club like that. I, I, think, that's, I think that's fine. I understand again your lens the uh -huh. way that you're looking things literal your literal lenses because you're wearing shades in the club let's talk about that for a second what's the problem no, no, no I, problem mm -hmm. for you necessarily what i will say is this you talked about being the woman at the end of the night 
right? The guys are like, hey, man, you looking fine. I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I've been looking at you, like, for the past four hours and, like, hey, what's up? Uh-huh. Whatever it is they're saying to you. So much about what we're talking about and the essence of our conversation during this podcast has been about how do people perceive you? Uh-huh. Right, Allie, what are you giving off? <laughs> and there's certain things you can do that mm-hmm. don't necessarily read, I want you to come make a connection with me right now. Mm-hmm. One of them is, you cannot connect with my eyes right now. Mm-hmm. These are blacked out. I don't, wa- <laughs> I don't want you looking in my eyes. I can look in your eyes, but from behind this veil. And that doesn't necessarily seem like the most open thing in the well, world. Well, honestly, like, I didn't, I didn't start... I didn't wear glass um, sunglasses to the club at the beginning, but once I realized that like, ain't nobody's gonna go dance with you. Like I was like, I want to close my eyes and I just want to enjoy myself. So that's when I started wearing sunglasses. Where either way, my eyes are gonna be closed because I already know how the night's gonna go. So I would rather dance with myself than mm. like just watch. <laughs> so you're like encasing yourself in your own sort of yeah, like, so wor- like romanticized more, exactly. world. It's it's but. Mm. That was. Oh, after. you must be having a good time out there. I look. I will. Tr- if I if I'm by myself, or even if I'm a, if I'm in a group of people, like I want to make sure that I enjoy. I truly enjoy music and dancing. Mm. Like I love it. I don't know if I would like to continue to do it at the club because I I just don't get the best. I don't know. I haven't met like really cool people. <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> I have it. But um, but then again, a lot of people don't approach me. And I try to talk to people. And um, I don't know. It's just they're drunk. And I'm drunk. So we're not really like, what are we? Yeah. There's not much we're talking about. You know what is another thing what? that people don't take into account when thinking about being chose when they're out? Mm-hmm. This is going to sound wild, <laughs> but it's, it. but it's truth. Let's get back to the pride, the, mm-hmm. the lions, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fuck, this sounds wild, but, I, but, but, it's, but it's so truthful though. If there are, I don't even know what you call it, a herd, a herd of gazelle. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the lion is going after what looks to be the strongest, most competent, quickest, most agile gazelle in the herd? Or are they going after the gazelle that had a little too much to eat or maybe looks a little tired or maybe fucking had a a twisted ankle on the last encounter by a lion? I it's going after the easy kill. I don't think lions look at that. I really think. Oh, what? I think if a lion serious? is hungry, if a lion's hungry and there's just a, a lot, a lot of them, he'll just go to the first one. Nah, lions are de- like animals are de- can definitely pick out if if one animal out of 20 animals are hurt or if they're babies or if they're not as strong, like they can definitely see that. And they're like, Oh, I'm going after you. Like, you're not getting away from me. Like the the rest of them are going to have to run, but what are you going to do? 
Like that's what people prey on 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 small calves and stuff like that. Because it's like this calf ain't getting away from me. I'm a full grown lion. Mm-hmm. I'm get some dinner tonight. <laughs> this is easy, right? So, like, but I don't I don't think as far as like using that example. I think that men, I think that I don't men think do men, it. Men, I think that men I don't, have I don't looked know how at men, me and looked at a woman and been like, yo, how, she look easy. No. She what what like, does easy look like? <laughs> no, it's please describe what How long you been going out again? You 20, not too you long. said you 20, you, you 22, you've been going out for like two years. Because you started drinking in 20. Technically a year. Oh, so really just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, see, see. Let me, <laughs> let me, okay. Listen. Educate me, 30-year-old. Come on. <laughs> no, because you want to talk about my age. No, that's, but that's a fact, though, because, I, you know, when it comes to me, yeah, I'm 31. Let's get into it. And, and not only that, but I've packed a lot into those years. Yeah, yeah. I believe you. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's... There, what does easy look like? It's funny because it's like the antithesis of what cool, calm, collected, you know, owning oneself, like knowing oneself. Like you can, like like I was talking about Rihanna, like you can look at certain people and be like, they ain't about the bullshit. Like they will call me out on my shit. They are, they like, they seem intelligent or something about them seems like quick witted. Like they seem clear right like they don't seem all like drugged up and fucking stumbling around like they even if they're having drinks which i'm having right now keep that in mind right like they seem clear and it doesn't seem like i'm going to be able to get over a bunch of bullshit and a bunch of the the lines that i've gave these last 10 women it ain't gonna work on her she's gonna hold me to my shit like i gotta come sharp i gotta come correct to her right there's that and if there's that then, how, how are you able to see that at a club where we're all just kind of mushed I, together? I, I think that it is something that you don't have when you're young. I think that you grow by watching people and you see iterations of people throughout time. Mm-hmm. And then you slowly start to pick up who is who and what is what. And so it's like, oh, I've seen this type of person before and it's it's weird because you are condensing people into types but there's there's truth to that and it's like i've seen this type of person before and they in every single time i've seen what i think this type of person is they've put out on the first night right and then you try it and you're like oh shit who do you know i'm having sex right now with this person they put out again right and then they're just other people that just they again it's the way that they carry themselves it, it's such it's it's just such a continuation such a continuum of these features that happen at a moment's notice and i think that guys and women look across the bar or wherever they're at and they think i don't have a chance with that person or i do have a chance with that person now they could easily be wrong about that. They could easily be mis, you know, judging who they are, who the other person is, because you don't know shit about that person. You're just looking at them, right? And even within that, there's some truth. There's some truth in there. You could be off, mm-hmm. and you can need some refinement with your with your glasses. But there may be something there because if you feel like you are not the most confident person. And that you mostly get away with 
cheap tricks, right? Like I've known guys to be amazing performers. When I say performers, I mean they're the guys that the other guys are looking at because they go out and they're funny and they're witty and they, they always have something to say and maybe they can dance. They can impress upon women easily. When it comes to substance, they're lacking a bit, right? And so those guys could know I could go over here to this group of women and I could end up dancing with all of them, getting their numbers. I'll even be the wrangler and get this group of women to come fuck with my dudes over here. And then we could all be hanging out at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. I'm that guy. But even that guy knows his limits Mm -hmm. and knows when he's looking at a woman that's like highly intelligent Mm -hmm. or thoughtful, you know, profound in her perspective about things. And sometimes you just look at people and it's sometimes it's just, it could just be like a straight back, a head held high, like a, uh, a certain gaze, like right into your eyes. Like, I'm not shy. I'm not bashful. I'm not like looking around. I'm looking straight into your eyes. And certain times when you, when you approach someone and they look straight in your eyes and they're like, I'm here for whatever. They're looking straight at you. I'm not afraid of any of this. I'm also not trying to intimidate you. I'm just comfortable in my skin. You know, once you give someone that vibe, that can, that can deter someone I've, I've you've you've seen it if you go on the apps or even in person people are just like yeah no I like that person's not attainable to me so instead I'm gonna go after instead of going after the eight or the nine or the ten that I'm clearly attracted to and would love to talk to I'm gonna go after the six or the five in my mind because that person's attainable I have a much better success rate over here. And that's that's life. People actually move off of that program much more often than not. People are not going out and every time they see the most beautiful girl in the room, like, let me go walk up to and talk to her. That's not happening. It's just like, damn, she's bad. But she's kind of cute. She seems like a much easier, much more attainable pursuit for me and i'd much rather go over here and have a shot than go over here in what is in my mind the story i'm telling myself this narrative waste my time because i'm about to just get played in front of her and her girls because she's gonna look at me like nigga you you think that you finna talk to me all these dudes in here that look good and got money and you think i'm a you think i'm gonna choose you right like it's it's a story it's a narrative i don't i don't think that it's always correct I, I don't. I think that a lot of times people would surprise themselves if they went after someone that they were just interested Honestly, in. Honestly, I think that they would. Recently, with one of, I was with two of my guy friends, and we've been trying to get one of, um, one of my. I'm trying not to say his name. One of my friends to start talking to girls. He's super shy, mm-hmm. and he he was like, "Ayla, you don't understand." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Dude, just talk to them." And then they were like, oh, to go talk to, um, we were in traffic. He was like, go talk to the, the, the car, the guy in the car next to us. So I rolled down the window. I said, what's up? Mm-hmm. You know? And he was like, is this a joke? Like, you think I'm cute? I was like, no, I think you're really cute. Mm-hmm. And we tried to exchange numbers, but he, the, the light went green and then we left. But um, I don't think men approach women as much anymore. This fear of being rejected has yeah. overpowered them even trying. I, yeah, I'm with that. 
So, but that's but th- that, that's what I'm that's what I'm telling you. That's exactly what I'm telling you. But if they were the gazelle with the twisted ankle, I, I'm trying. I don't know. I'm trying to tell you. I've I seen. I've, I've literally been around a million guys a million times that have been like, "Yo, she look easy." Or been like, or been like, yo, she looked like she ready. Which are which are wild so, ways to talk about. Someone, is it but a power move for a girl to not have sex? It can be for sure. It depends on what the woman wants. Mm. It just depends on what the woman wants. Um, if if you're just into sex and want to have a great time, then you go have sex, enjoy that. Um, but I think it's age old by this point. We know that for the most part, there will be exceptions. He's just not that into you is a great movie for this, actually. But there are exceptions to the rule. Mm-hmm. The rule is if you put out quickly, like that sense of novelty, that sense of pursuit, it's died down. Mm. That is the rule. There are exceptions. The guy could be an exception. The woman could be an exception. And the guy would be like, I don't care if she put out for his night or not. I still think she's queen status mm-hmm. and I want to be with her. Right. And, or, you know, again, yeah, just the guy on his side could just be like, even if she gives out that, or she puts out, puts out is such an old term, but even if she has sex on the first night, that doesn't, that doesn't diminish the quality of of her stature and and her character. It it doesn't, right? So you could, you could have that other end of it. Um, But as a rule, yeah, I think that, I think that women that, just hold out a bit more, create a bit more of a desire, right? A bit more of a will to pursue from men. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's the case because I think that guys need to be slowed the fuck down a lot of times and they need to, sometimes you just got to become friends. You, you, you got, like, I need to fuck with you on a real level. Is it hard for you to be friends or keep it platonic with girls you find attractive? Oh, nah. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it used, to, it used to be that way. For sure. Like, but, well, I mean, before it wasn't even, I didn't even try. So, I, I don't know how difficult it would have been. It, it wasn't even, like, if, if I was talking to someone that, that was attractive, I found them physically attractive, we hit it off. I'm like, well, I'm all, I want to have sex with you. Like, let's do that, too. Like, why... why Let's do both of these things. Um, but no, now, yeah, it, it's wild because a lot of it happened with me becoming an old fart like you keep making fun of me for being. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of it just happened with with maturity. I didn't. There was a point in time where I felt like that's what my relationship with women is going to be like. That's what it is. Why? Like, I legitimately for the life of me couldn't answer this question. Why would I just be friends with a woman that I found attractive? Like, why would why would we not have sex? That was a real, like, paradox in my mind, right? As simple as it seems, that was a real paradox. I was really going through that. Like, if, if they don't want to have sex with me, then why are we hanging? Like, I got the boys for that. Like, I can just hang out with the guys. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it's a woman that comes with a vagina attached to it, then then my penis should come attached to that vagina. That's the way that that's the way that it went. Super rudimentary, unsophisticated, heathen like thinking for sure. But that's where I was at. Um but yeah, no, now absolutely not. Yeah. I love I I talk to what I say most probably mostly women. 
most of the people that listen to this podcast are women, which is crazy. But yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah, just something switched. Stop being such an asshole. Um, just understood the beauty and depth of human beings, period. Um, yeah, just started understanding the the true indicators of happiness and social standing being one of the top ones. Like, how, how do people feel about me? How, like, who can I call on? Who can I talk to? And if I'm just making relationships based off of who I'm trying to fuck this week, it doesn't really allow for a lot of other things that could be there that bear true, like, nutritious fruit, right? Because we're only looking at each other from a physiological standpoint. So, like, if we're not willing to do that, then I'm not going to call you. Right. We're not going to have this super awesome conversation that we've been having. Right. So there was a whole lot lacking there. I was malnutritioned. Mm. So crazy. I haven't I don't I haven't been on on a lot of dates for me to like. Understand Mm. half of what I'm talking about, (laughs) even like flirting, like I don't Mm. Let's talk about flirting. I I got told that. (laughs) Uh Oh, at my job, I was told at my what yearly review that I was the most unprofessional. <laughs> and there were many times where they thought I was flirting with the patients or the, the patients were flirting with me. And after like getting to know me, they're like, that's just your personality. And, and rather than like regulate me, they're trying to regulate the men or just them <laughs> rather than me. And then I was... I was asking my friends, I was like, wait, what makes my personality flirty? Is it, I, I assumed that I was like, it was just my voice or I just have a, (laughs) I just have a high voice, but like, I don't, and to the point where I feel like when I, when I can recognize a guy's for me, I get super awkward Mm. and I like can't talk or I'm talking too much and I get nervous and so I don't, I don't really know. I feel like I'm, I'm really naive to this crazy dating world. Mm. And it's a little scary. Yeah, there's a lot going on out there. It's a little scary. I love the game, though. Because it, it is a game. Yeah, man. I love it. I love everything communication. I love Because it's a dance, right? Like, what do you do? What do I do? Like, are you laughing way too hard at a joke that I told that wasn't even, it wasn't even <laughs> like that? You know what I mean? Are you slapping my chest or like hitting my but arm like, or my I leg? I do that right? just because that's just me. Right. And I don't, I don't think it's flirting. Okay. But it could come off as flirting. Okay. So I don't, I don't know. So you don't know what the difference is between you just being who you regularly are. So you don't know how to flirt is what I'm saying. Like consciously. Yeah. Okay. Which is an issue. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know when you're giving off the signals. Yeah, I've yeah. gotten myself in a lot of like uncomfortable situations because they thought I was leading them on or they assumed that I was trying to get more. But it was mm. like, no, like it was just my personality. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and, and again, that's what that's what gets weird because when you talk about this gray area of flirting and what's acceptable and what's not and you're talking about just come grab my hand at the club right like people don't know where the boundaries are like they don't because they'll hear that and they're like oh that's dope and then they might go try it and she's like get the fuck up 
motherfucker, did you just grab? You just put your hands on me? And that's a that's another perspective of like, don't just walk up to me and put your hands on me. Like, I don't know you. I don't. What are you doing right now? So it's it's a gray area, and I think it's very very difficult, especially in the workplace when people oh spend gosh. when people spend forty to fifty hours in a place, and that becomes kind of like a dating pool because they spend more time there than they do with their friends or their family. But you're also telling people it's inappropriate to like flirt or date people. But is that realistic? And like, what can or can you not do? Within the workplace, the safe answer is don't do anything. Don't touch anyone. Mm-hmm. Don't damn near don't smile at anyone. Just hey, how you doing? It's nice weather today, ain't it? And you just keep walking, right? And that's that is the avenue that a lot of people are taking. I'm not going to do a damn thing in this workplace because I don't want nobody going to HR talking about I harassed them when I was trying to be a little flirtatious and, and funny or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just don't know. The parameters are very, very malleable these days and they and they move they move with every individual because everyone has their own degree of, of boundaries and parameters for what is acceptable what is inappropriate mm. what is cute what is creepy <laughs> right and and there are all these jokes made this like what's well, not creepy if the person's hot you know so then it, so then yeah. here so then so then here comes this privilege again if it's like the most attractive person in the workspace People are looking at that person like, yeah, he can flow with me. She can flow with me. Like, that's fine. But if it's not, if it's the person on the other end of the spectrum, whether you like to call people ugly or not, mm-hmm. whoever that person is that is on the other end of the spectrum, it's not cute anymore or it's not so inviting anymore. Like, so it's it's just, um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough out there. But I, I, I yeah. get it. But but I, I, I enjoy it all. I enjoy, fl- yeah, the flirting aspect. I, I mean, I... I don't know. I like first dates. Okay. I get super excited. I love, I, like I said, I love getting to know people, but I don't know. <laughs> people like, listening to this are like, man, she's new to this. I Wait till life beats her down. No. <laughs> she's she's going to be. But like, I'm so like anti-relationship right now that mm. I, I hope that with my innocence, like I'm able to find a man that values, I don't know, just values me. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really, and I also, I'm not like so, like so focused on it. I have a lot of crushes, but like, as far as I need a boyfriend, I need a husband. Like that's not on my mind right now. I think there's so many, there's so many great things about life. I mean, when I get lonely, it's hard, but Mm, like it'd be nice (laughs) to cuddle with someone right now. But then I I realized that it's like, I don't want them. I just want their attention. You want the idea. I want, not even idea. I just, honestly, it's so sad. Like just, (laughs) I don't know. Just make me feel seen for like few minutes and then walk away. Rather, rather it's like, hey, like you, you look beautiful or hey, like. You want to go grab go on, want to, you want to go grab coffee with me or hey, um, I'm like I'm a great passenger driver. I mean seat. Yes. I love just co-pilot. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have friends be like, hey, I'm going to pick up something. You want to you want to drive? Like I like stuff like that. Give me that type of like attention. Then mm. then I can leave. I've talked about a lot. I've I've heard this from women. Quite often, I've probably had like three conversations with three women, you being the third, in like a few days. And we've all talked about this exact thing, which is 
what does love look like to them? Like what, or not even love, but just what do they, what do they crave? What do they want? And how does it look? And I keep hearing a whole lot of, I I need attention. I need you to look at me. I need you to touch me. Some people say, I need you. Now this is getting on to like dating, like monogamous relationship, not just like casual dating. I need this person to feel like they couldn't do this thing life without me. That's a perspective. It's not a perspective. It's not a perspective you about to get out of me. So, (laughs) so, so I'm not the one for you, but yeah, there are definitely people that take it as far as, well, I need you to feel like, like this couldn't be done without me. Like I need you to feel like Mm -hmm. you can't picture a life without me. I think, I don't, I think that's idolizing. I don't want you to idolize me. I think I want you to love me, Mm. but I, even if I, there, if I did meet my future husband, I wouldn't be able to receive his love right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's not something I really, that's a little bit of what I was just thinking about when you said, I hope with my innocence, I'll be able to find a man that can appreciate me. But yet we've already concretely laid down the idea that you don't know who you are. Yeah. So what does him appreciating you mean when you don't know what that is? Right. So that's something that I feel like clearly now with your last statement, you understand that you need to figure some things out for yourself before you could even receive someone's love wholeheartedly. Yeah. And yeah. I'm aware of that. And that's yeah. why I'm, I like to dance <laughs> and like sing. Like I like, I, I'm aware of that. That's why I'm not pursuing anything. But again, I'm still a female that likes the male gaze and mm. I will like um you said that you wanted to learn about me or you wanted to know who i was like maybe that has a little bit to do as to why you're here in my apartment right now i was just honestly curious to figure out like who who you are and why i mean i understand that you listened to rachel's episode on here I believe it was episode 117. It's a grants. Just sit down is the name of that episode that just popped in my mind. Great episode. Loved her. Love Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you, Rachel. Um, So you heard that and then something hit you and you had to think, man, I would like to know more about this person. And I want to know if you have any idea as to what that is. Because I, I... Well, I w- I've been told that I'm a very deep thinker. Okay. And I wanted to just challenge. You wanted to challenge me. Like, is he really deep or is he just a dude? Like- <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> is he just a dude? No, listen. You know what's really... Fu- no, no, I'm going to let that, you go that, ahead. That ass. Go ahead, go ahead. There's some guys that, like, don't even... They're not deep at all. They just... Are they, they're vulnerable a little bit. And yeah. if a girl's like, oh my gosh, she's so deep. No, like... I hope I'm vulnerable. Yeah. First of all, I definitely hope I'm vulnerable. 100%. Um, but that is funny because it took all of three minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And I'm setting up the camera and I'm thinking, man, why am I getting this feeling that she's here to challenge me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's just like... The, the, like I, just the things I'm saying, like I didn't have the cup of water out when she got here and it was just, but that was just a minuscule thing. But it seemed like everything I said, there was like, there was a question, but the question didn't come from just pure curiosity. It seemed like there was, let me like poke and prod just a little no, bit. No, like, because I was, 
if you, how do I write this? There should be, you shouldn't, if you believe something, questions won't sway your beliefs. Mm. So for me to get a better understanding, I do ask questions. I ask a lot of questions because I want to understand. Mm. And I listen to every word mm. and I <laughs> keep it in my head. And then I um, ask another question and just see if they are correlated or this man just knows how to answer questions correctly. And I don't mm. know. It's just my... I see what you're saying. Psychoanalyze. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 and tell me about your psychoanalysis so far. Um. What do you What do you have? The people are gonna love this. Whatever comes out of your mouth next, they're gonna love it. I. Um. I still am trying to figure out why you are so open because even within the first few minutes, you were not only were you telling me vulnerable stuff about yourself you were talking about things about your friends and nothing negative but like like my brother about to commit suicide and me like yeah, me not like seeing him since then the, the gate was open no you had no gates here <laughs> you have you don't even got a door and i was like mm, i was trying to figure out like maybe because i mean we're gonna sit here for a couple of hours and talk and he's trying to just Get deep, get deep, get um, deep real quickly. Mm. But um, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to figure out why you are so open. Because I am open. Mm. I already told you, like one at first, it was because I genuinely wanted a friend, and I'm just like, just see what's inside of me. Think like is it worthy? Mm. And then it became a thing where I, I, I don't know what the chances are of us being on Earth or being alive mm. why not get to know everyone why not gain mm. wisdom from the people around you why not gain new perspective and like i love the little moments where i'm laughing with a stranger or i, I just i i genuinely love people and you should come before this even ends you should come back on this podcast Stop. regularly no i'm no, so why? what do you what do you mean because of what you just said <laughs> and because i i feel the same because why not that, <laughs> that's the answer because why not i might i'm excited to see the growth you only live in ohio it's not that far away i know you can make this flight you got money <laughs> you're good but yeah i I think you are, um, I think you're kind. I think you're a little cocky. Okay. Just a tiny, tiny bit. I can uh, see that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been called cocky in so long. Cocky. I, I, I guess. Um, I guess so. Sure. Um, what else? I think you're you're a good guy. I mean, cocky. Well, I mean, as far as that goes, in this uh, small amount of time that we've been able to, yeah. this small prism of time, cocky. Let's let's hone in on. Oh this. my goodness! Let's, like where? Like cocky in what sense? I don't know. It's more of like your body language, the way you, the words that you use, mm. like you explaining. I mean, I guess we're on a podcast, so you you kind of sometimes you do need to explain things further or it's just i don't you sound like you are a character and a narrator of your life oh yes that's exactly it <laughs> yes 
<laughs> yeah, you hit it on the nail. That's exactly that's exactly who I am. I am the observer and the character at the same time. I see myself going through life, but at the same time, there is like there is a sense of consciousness. There's a sense of distance between what this character, this being Earl, is doing and the observations of what that person is doing. <laughs> and, and so, and so, if I, what I have found is that if you can do both of those things, you have this this beautiful duality to life that like sharpens both blades because it sharpens the observer and it sharpens the character because the character, the narrator, can tell the character what is happening and how they're doing things. I, but I think true growth com- comes after you zoom out and you realize that you're part of a bigger story. Right. And that's where I'm at, where I'm so stuck in my head and again, mm. in my beliefs that I forget there's other ways of doing the things. Oh. And again, I'm not God. And that's, I was really confused. <laughs> well, thank you for letting us know. <laughs> Cause for a second I thought, does she think she's God? No, yeah. I'm, just playing. I'm playing. Go ahead. I was like, well, I mean, I may only say that cause your intro is like some, something God within <laughs> greets the God with you or yeah. something like that. Namaste. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. I remember when, you, I mean, when you said that, I was like, dang, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be a God. I'm, thank God I'm not God. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, um, I lost my train of thought. That that, is, that, that, that that's all right. Uh, we're probably this is probably just you know lingering off the end of me being cocky and thinking. Oh I'm God. my goodness! Uh, this is where the the root was the cockiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's what the, that's what the root. I'm was, curious. What were what was your impression impression of me impression? Whatever the word is. Impression. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. Definitely. Again, definitely ready for a challenge. It, it definitely seemed like you were ready for a challenge, which is so funny because I think that people think that about me, um, that they're going to get like a challenge. And maybe you do, but it's just based off of the honest observations and interpretations of things that I can make. It's never because like I'm I'm try- I'm necessarily trying to poke and prod and unearth something ungodly or nasty about you it's it's never that it's just like you no, said but you you excel in this identity that you are a vulnerable deep thinker well again none of this is of my own when i say that i mean the interpretations of the information is only ever feedback so the only reason that i think that i'm a deep thinker is because i observe and if i spoke to people often and they talked about things at the level of depth that this character Earl speaks about things, then I would be like, oh, I mean, you pretty much think like everyone else. Like, but it just doesn't seem to be that way. It's it's not because I'm just in my room alone and I'm like, I'm a deep thinker. It's because I talk to people and like they articulate things and I'm gauging after speaking to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people exactly how people think and articulate their words and what they think about and it's only because of that feedback that i'm like oh i must be a deep thinker not it's not in any arrogant or narcissistic way it's just an introspective oh this is what's happening here geographically speaking my soul my being whatever you want to call it and when and what's going on out here there seems to be a clear delineation between the two that's that's all that is. It's just like if you're good at anything. 
Like, if you're a really good fucking basketball player and you're just dunking all over people and doing a bunch of wild shit and you notice that other people aren't doing that, you're like, oh, I must be pretty good. Like, I, I just must be. It's not me playing basketball by myself thinking I'm good. I'm I'm out here dunking on people. I'm, I'm like, good. I, I played at varsity. Then I went to college. Then I went to the NBA. Like, I must be good. So the, the metric isn't the same because I don't get to go to the NBA of thinking or talking, right? But you still get to stand around people and talk with them on a, on a quite frequent basis, if you're me, because I talk to people on a frequent basis. And there's a clear delineation between the way that I think about things and the way that other people do. And especially the way that in which I express it in the way that they do. So that's... that's I mean, what, there's nothing wrong with that. I, yeah. I've always identify myself as a deep thinker mm. and it's just it is i mean once people talk to me that's they kind of get that just yeah <laughs> just, yeah yeah oh, deep thinker but yeah it is what it is yeah that's all it is but you're trying to figure out again why i'm so open that's something that shit who could figure that out who could figure that out i could give you a bunch again i could confabulate i could i could Throw a bunch of reasons out there that I think are the case, or or at least something that exacerbated that growth or that part of me. But I couldn't tell you like why the essence even exists. You know, we could say something about lineage. Like my grandfather was an artist, and you, you look him up, Earl J. Hooks on Google, mm-hmm. Earl Jerome Hooks. Look him up, right? So like maybe there's something there. There's something even deeper in the lineage that I don't know about, or it's something cosmic that I could never even imagine because I'm a stupid human being and mm-hmm. th- there's no way I would ever be able to wrap my mind around it. Like I, I couldn't tell you, I could tell you I've read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. I could tell you I've meditated constantly throughout the, my entire day. Every day is a meditation. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly just like breathing and feeling things and looking at people. And I'm, I'm trying to my damnedest to be attentive to everything that passes in any given moment. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like my religion in a sense. So I, I, I could tell you those things. I could tell you that yin yoga saved my life in many ways. I, I could tell you that art in conversation has saved my life in many ways. And, you know, even dug deeper, whatever the profundity is to my, my soul and my being and my, my thought processes. I, I could tell you all these things. And I'm certain to some degree that they're all true or they all had some sort of factor to them, all these variables. But I still would probably be so off, even if I took three, the next three hours trying to t- list off shit, I'd still probably be off because I'm stupid. <laughs> so that's that's how I feel. Again, it's just a first impression. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. First impressions are interesting. It's interesting how they can just flip flop, how they can become something completely different the more time you spend with someone. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's only we've only went on the surface, right? Yeah, I mean, where are we at right now? Almost, almost two hours. <laughs> did you did you think that? I didn't no. know. I haven't been thinking about it at all. And again, with your fogginess of time, who knows <laughs> how long you've been thinking that we've been talking here? I don't know, man. Time is weird. Time is a weird thing. It's definitely weird. I've been saying that all week. I mean, more than all week, but this week in particular, I've just been like, fuck, time is moving. I don't know. I think it was like Labor Day. That extra day just kind of threw everything off. Mm. And then, I don't know, once I, once Labor Day comes and goes, like, I feel like we're in like the midst of 
Because I'm I started school and we're just, oh, we're in why are you life. rolling your eyes to school? Because What's going on, man? How are they treating you in there? I mean, pretty good. Like I'm doing well, but I mean, I don't know if I want to finish my degree, which I'm supposed to graduate in May, or get started with my career. Mm. I was like, why do I want my degree? Is it just to say I got my degree when I could be doing what I want to do now? So it's just making decisions. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know. Maybe when I'm older, that degree will help me get another job or something. Yeah, you I never don't know. know. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Dating, dating, I'm career. Like, fuck dating. All this was, <laughs> no, it's not on my mind. It's so much fun for but me. But like I, I like the chase of like I find a oh. guy attractive and if he finds me attractive too, I like that. Like trying to figure out if he if we you know, we we both are feeling this thing, but that's how far it goes. See, once I once I realize that oh you might like me, I'm like, okay. Okay, and that's exactly on the other end of the spectrum when guys, a lot of time, as a rule, sleep with the woman very quickly. Okay. I mean, they don't sleep with me. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying you. I'm just saying in a general sense, like, okay, had that. That was nice. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Am I a... Am, what? Is that... You guys do that? Yes. Am I... Yes, you are that. <laughs> yes. I don't sleep with people, though. It's not something I um, do. To each his or her own. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's good or it's bad. That's you, and I hope you're enjoying whatever it is you choose to do. I am enjoying it. That's fantastic. Is there anything else that you feel like you need to challenge me on before we leave so you can test? Do you not like that? So you can test my strength. You can test the... I wasn't... I mean, no. The pillars of character that I... I don't know. I, I guess. Did that hurt your feelings? Did me saying I challenged, I wanted to challenge you? No, because I like that too. Just like in dating. I like whatever it is people have for me. I like it. Mm-hmm. Like whatever it is you feel like, like someone could have come in here and like tried to be nasty to me. It would have come with some sort of intention. Mm. It would have been very interesting to maneuver around that. Because I'm not a nasty person, so I'm not going to be nasty back. So it's just going to be you being nasty alone. (laughs) And then for two hours, people are going to be like, wow, this is a really mean person. Earl's just having a conversation. Why is she acting like this? So, again, we can't hide. So it would have just been me being a nice person (laughs) and then someone else being a dickhead. Like, so, like, yeah, so I... You know, for me, as I started off talking about the, you know, the little episode I had. And when I say episode, I just mean moment that I had with the Croatians and, you know, it was... I'm good to just hang out and just yeah. relax and talk about perspectives. I don't need to tell you that you're wrong in anything. The fuck do I know? Like, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I'm not going to tell you you're living life incorrectly. I'm not going to try to get you again over on my side. I don't need you to be a follower or an acolyte of Earl's ways. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's not that deep. I'm going to go on and continue to live my life. And whatever impact I had on you, if any at all, is the impact I had on you. And I hope that if one was had, it was a positive one. Because I don't want there to be any other type. And that's that's going to be that. We're just going to, you know, talk civilly. Because I, I also like people. I love people. I enjoy people. I think they're infinitely interesting. 
And this is what I do this for. So, you know, yeah, definitely didn't hurt my feelings. Okay. Yeah. That's good. But I definitely enjoyed you a lot. I enjoy having a conversation with you. Like, this was good. Thank you. Thank you for coming here. We got, we're going to do this again. I'm just going to blow up your phone. (laughs) I'll just, I'll just text you. Shouldn't have gave me that number. I'm going to just text you and be like, yo, what's up this week? What's up? What you, what you want? You want to go grab a coffee? Aww. What's up? Yeah, I'm going to just hit you up. Especially now that I know that you live so close in Ohio. Oh, in Ohio. my goodness. All right. All right. All right. Last words for the people. What do you have for them? Since you're so insightful and deep, I'm um, fucking with you, but go ahead. I would say there is more out there. Explore and don't give up. Just Explore. That's it. And I'm going to say... You... You <laughs> I, wish you sound like me. I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy all of you. All of you are beautiful people. Do I sound like that? No one is ugly. <laughs> Everyone is beautiful. And, no, stop. And, and, and black men... Mm-hmm. Grow the fuck up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. get your shit together. Yeah. And give a black woman a chance. Period. We good? We good. All right. This episode <laughs> 135 of the Any Last Words Power. Woo! Love you guys. Bye. Peace, everybody. Peace. <laughs>